One of the questions I get asked the most on social media is why did God permit sin in the world? And, you know, it's a fairly valid question considering that God knows everything from beginning to end. So if he knew the end result and knows it, so why doesn't he just eradicate this sin and, you know, start all over? And although it's a valid question, we're forgetting to put into context here that God is love. And love necessitates freedom. God is love. So God gives us freedom. He gives us free will to choose and, of course, to leave out the consequences of our own decisions. I studied recently the chapter one of the book Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White, which deals with this particular topic. Why was sin permitted on earth? By the way, I completely recommend you read it again. That is the book Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White. Chapter one. If you don't read the rest of the book, at the very least, read that chapter. You won't regret it. And it will definitely give you a big, big insight into the nature of God and the extent of his incomprehensible love. That's being said, let's talk. Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 to 15, we read, this is talking about Lucifer, or now known as Satan. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Unfortunately for Lucifer, the original sin that he had or the first sin ever was jealousy, envy. Envy grew in the heart of Lucifer because he was jealous that the son of God, Jesus, was you know, in the position that Jesus was next to his father, next to God, next to, you know, one with God. And Satan wanted that for himself. So I won't go into all the details of what exactly happened. Again, I I ask you to read chapter one of the book, Patriarchs and Prophets. But basically a spirit of rebellion grew in him because he felt that the obedience to God was forced as opposed to voluntary. He thought that um, God was selfish and that he wanted all the attention for himself and that the laws of his kingdom were unfair and biased towards his own favor. Of course, you know, this is totally not what's going on on God's side, but this is what filled his heart. And I like how in the book there's you find this sentence. God desires from all his creatures the service of love, service that springs from an appreciation of his character. He takes no pleasure in a forced obedience, and to all he grants freedom of will that they may render him voluntary service. So this is what God wanted, voluntary service. But here is Satan accusing him that he is simply selfish and that he wants all eyes on him, all praise for him. 
and you know that he's basically a selfish god so while satan is accusing god of this he's also murmuring or talking amongst the other angels spreading lies about god one of them being that god is selfish that god wants you know praise for himself and that he doesn't give everybody the will to live to their fullest potential so as he's spreading lies, pretty much as he did in Eden to Adam and Eve and pretty much how he does still today, he starts spreading false, you know, truth statements mixed with lies. And that's, those are the worst because they're harder to identify. So as God is trying to mediate in the situation and explain to everyone that, you know, that is not the case, Satan is saying that is the case. So... Eventually, the, the, you know, a rebellion grows against God and God is forced to expel Satan and the angels that believed Satan out. So the question can be asked, why didn't God destroy them right then and there? Well, because of love towards, you know, Satan and the fallen angels and also towards love of, of the angels that didn't fall. You got to remember that Satan accused God of being selfish. Satan accused God that his law was immoral. It was it was a selfish law just to give him praise. So you can imagine if God would have snapped his fingers and destroyed Satan and the angels that fell immediately, everybody will have always wondered what if Satan was right? Instead of creating, instead of fixing the situation, it would have forever created doubt because then the other angels will serve him not out of love, but out of being scared. Because apparently, if he would have destroyed them, then in their minds would have been the thought, I need to praise God because otherwise he's going to kill me. So there will always be the doubt of... Um, you know, what is the true character of God? There will always be the doubt in their minds that if they don't, you know, praise God, they are immediately, you know, eliminated. And of course, they wouldn't really understand what are the true consequences of rebelling against God and against his law. So out of love for everyone, God let Satan and his fallen angels run their course so that the entire universe could see beyond the shadow of a doubt the true results of sin. In this particular case, you know, Satan fell, he came to earth, he, he introduced sin into the human race, and we have definitely seen the results of the government that Satan imagined, don't we? There's death, there's hunger, there's disease, there's starvation, there's violence, there's aggression, there's lust, there's envy, gluttony. I mean, every possible perverse thing that you can imagine we could develop as a race, we have because of sin. So Jesus, so God, allowed everything to happen so that everyone will see the true face of sin, what Satan was, you know, sharing. And also the true character of God, which is the love that Jesus offered. So Jesus sealed the record on God's character when he came and died on the cross. 
because that is the ultimate expression of sacrifice and love to give your life in place of another person who deserves to die when you didn't. And that's what Jesus did. So at the cross, selfishness and love came face to face and love triumphed. And that is a beautiful thing. And today, if you and I are alive, it's because God wants us to, you know, want, has a purpose for us, a mission for us. And he wants us to have a relationship with him because he will, he has promised to come back and restore the world that was originally, you know, the, his original design. So why was sin permitted? Simply out of love. God could not have anyone, anyone ever questioned that he wants nothing but volunteer love, volunteer service to his will, because we know that it is only through his will that we can truly live a happy and eternal life. Sin introduces selfishness. And when we're living in a selfish mindset, we only care about us. It's all about us. The others don't matter. And Jesus, the love of God, you you can't love if there's nobody to love. So God is a relation relational being. He wants to have, you know, to have us around, to have his angels around his creation. On the other side, sin is selfish. Sin only thinks about itself. How can I pleasure me? How can I gain for me? So selfishness and love came face to face at the cross. A loved one. So now when God comes again and he restores the world that was original and he destroys those that destroy the earth and that have destroyed each other with sin, then no, there will be no doubt that he's not doing it because of selfish reason. He's doing it because it is out of love. So anyway, just wanted to share why was sin permitted as is one of the questions that I get the most Basically, love. Why was it permitted? Because of love. He didn't want anybody to ever question that he's, he asked for our worship, our volunteered worship, not forced. 